sometimes you don't think about the what ifs. You kind of just be like, okay, this is what they run. We're only going to practice against the stuff they do the most of. And if they do anything else, they're only going to do it a handful of times. We'll live with it. Well, those handful of times, they might bust a touchdown. And now it's a seven point, and now it's 14 point. And you're like, well, we didn't even practice that. And now you're sitting here. I can't be mad at the guys because I didn't even put it on the script for them to practice. On today's episode, our guests share insight and ideas into how they keep their defense adaptable and unpredictable by building off what they've already done, planning ahead, and creating a toolbox of answers. By borrowing techniques from offensive play calling and constantly adding new elements, you can create a dynamic defense that keeps the opponents on their toes. We are joined by Mars High School head coach Eric Kasparovich, Heidelberg defensive coordinator Brandon Jacobson, and San Jacinto High School defensive coordinator John Rice. These three coaches share their approaches to progressing their defense as they get into the later part of the season. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Mars High School Head Coach Eric Kasparovich talks about how defensive coordinators can adopt an approach similar to an offense by packaging plays together. This involves grouping related defensive calls that complement each other and building on them week after week. Pretty similar to how kind of I run my entire defense, the entire program, is a lot that we take from the offense as well. You know, when I, when I used to coach offense and coordinate the offense and call plays there and kind of packaging things together and you know, really trying to be efficient in our play calls and our one-word calls and all that stuff that the people are doing on offense now, we really try to do that on defense. And kind of back to your point about being um, unpredictable is we really try to package things together and have, having that base of what you do. And then something that we really try to do a lot of is week to week to week to week, adding one or two new things, one or two new wrinkles in that build off each other. So say, for instance, our third down 
pressure package. We might have two or three, you know, third down calls. Third and eight plus, we're going to run some version of cover two with some pressure and maybe a, you know, creeper pressure playing cover three behind it, whatever it would be. And then the next week, we, we, we would just keep tweaking them week to week to week to week to week. And all of a sudden, by the, you know, midseason toward the end of the season, now all of a sudden we've got seven, eight calls that are all built off one another. Um, and I think that's a good way not to overload your kids. It's a good way to keep a wrinkle in there. So when, the, you know, your next opponent's breaking down your third down, they think you're going to run a pirate stunt with your, you know, your mic backer off the edge. And now all of a sudden we're going to run what looks to be a pirate stunt. And now the mic's coming inside or whatever it would be, just something that keeps building off what you currently do well. And then before you know, you blink an eye, you've got a pretty, pretty nice package that, it, you know, I don't care if it's a high school or college level, will really keep those offenses on the toes. Next, Heidelberg defensive coordinator Brandon Jacobson talks about how he learned the hard way to avoid being caught off guard by unexpected situations. He shares how he fixed that and helps players each week with a walkthrough that prepares the defense for what-if scenarios. So this, this isn't something that we wait for. This is something that we're doing from the first Wednesday of practice all the way through. So um, basically on Wednesdays, the last team session that we're going to have is nothing but checks, adjustments, motion, formation, and kind of what ifs. It's like worst case scenarios. And some of it from being a younger coordinator, um, you know, a couple of years ago, you sit there and sometimes you don't think about the what ifs. You kind of just be like, okay, this is what they run. We're only going to practice against the stuff they do the most of. And if they do anything else, they're only going to do it a handful of times. We'll live with it. Well, those handful of times, they might bust a touchdown. And now it's a seven point and now it's 14 point. And you're like, well, we didn't even practice that. And now you're sitting here. I can't be mad at the guys because I didn't even put it on the script for them to practice. So we got into that last Wednesday session of it's a big check and adjustment thing of what ifs. So it might be a coverage we haven't called versus formation with emotion. Because I, we had we put in a uh, a simulated pressure one week and we got motion out of the backfield to empty. We had never practiced that, so when it happened, you could see about five guys between linebacker and DB looking at each other. The engine upstairs was turning, but nobody knew what to do, and that's my fault because I didn't prepare them for the what ifs of what might happen. And so really, you know, two big things come to my mind thinking about this and really helped me was one year we had a check to a certain formation that a team ran and I called the blitz and we didn't run the blitz. We ran cover one. We ended up getting off the field later in the drive and we came to the sideline and I asked our, our senior safety, I said, Hey, why didn't we run the blitz? And he said, well, the formation they gave us kind of looked like the formation we practiced on Wednesday. So I just checked cover one. And I was like, cool. <laughs> you know, like, thank you. Thank you for doing that. And then another one that comes to my mind was actually this past year, we were facing a team and on fourth and one the previous week, and this is something they only did one time all year. The previous week they got, they were in shotgun. They got lined up. And then the quarterback ran under center real quick and tried to, you know, hard count us to get us to jump off sides. And then they backed back up and then they ran slants. And we saw that the previous week. And yeah, it only happened once, but if you're in a big game and that's fourth and one on the 35 yard line going in the score and we need to stop, 
we should probably practice it because that's their situational play. So we practiced it. And sure enough, our will linebacker knocks down the slant. We get off the field on fourth down, you know, and it's something that, you know, you're not going to sit here and take 20, 30 reps of it. But on Wednesdays, we're going to line it up. We're going to talk about it. So if it does happen, at least we've talked about it. And one person out there might be like, hey, hey, here comes the hard count in the slants. And we don't jump off sides, you know. So when that stuff kind of happens, you know, as a coach, I feel a little bit accomplished. And, you know, it's really on our guys for being able to remember those Wednesdays, team two, of kind of when we try to give them the most difficult plays. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finished with the defensive coordinator at San Jacinto High School, John Rice. Coach Rice shares his thoughts on facing specialty offenses and the unique challenges they present. He talks about carefully analyzing the schedule and determining the importance of dedicating time to defend against such offenses. I think time efficiency is critical later in the season. And I think that I think you have to be very purposeful in the beginning of the season when you're doing your install, when you're formulating, and before that even, when you're form, formulating your toolbox. And for me, the, the analogy of your playbook being the toolbox and having specific tools for specific problems or you know they're all answers and you could use big giant hammers and big giant flathead screwdrivers and then there are very specialized tools that you're going to need to handle different schemes and and nuances that uh offensive coordinators employ so i think you need to have those in you need to install and cover them so that you're not teaching a lot of new concepts to handle special offenses and you have to have checks built into your offense to handle specialization on the offensive side of the ball and if you're purposeful in doing that, your kids will have some prior knowledge and say, I remember this. Now we're going to employ, you know, that, that check or that technique or, or scheme. In looking at maybe later in the season, you might now be facing what we could call a specialty offense. I mean, an offense you don't see a lot. Maybe in your conference it's the wing T, maybe it's the flex bone. Uh, maybe it's, you know, now with big personnel coming back into the game, the I formation. So, how do you approach, again, looking at what you have in so far, using what you've talked about this season in terms of, you know, the same as type of teaching to be able to defend those kinds of specialty offenses? Great question. And, and I think you need to go back again to the off season or the beginning of the year, look at your schedule, know what you're going to face as much as possible based on what they run as a base, and then make a decision there are only so many hours in each practice, so many hours in a week to prepare. And then you have to do a cost analysis. How much time is it worth when you prepare for a specialization offense versus what you have to get done? 
And are you willing to spend a lot of expensive time on one scheme to defend when you may be better served just making through the season and getting into the playoffs? Now, of course, if you're in the playoffs, then you need to make sure that you do everything you can. But there are late season games that are more important than others. I think it's relative to looking at your schedule and planning out when you need to introduce those concepts against those offenses that are down the road. I don't think you can do stuff on a Monday when you haven't worked at all against wing T or double wing. I think you need to plan on that and, and cover that a little bit during the summer and, and the early weeks of it, your install periods in, in uh, summer camp and fall. By planning ahead and gradually introducing the necessary adjustments, you can equip your defense to handle all situations and offensive schemes effectively in the late season. Their advice on having an approach that handles the what-if scenarios and planning slightly ahead of your schedule will pay off in the late season must-win games. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com to sign up for our weekly tip sheet and the catalog of season episodes. Keep tuning in as we take you all the way through the season with ideas you can implement to help your team.